that sounds okay. phenomenal. <laughs> that's that's all I have to say about that. That's um, it. <laughs> <laughs> and the podcast is over. Thank yeah. you for joining us. Um, <laughs> I just I just feel like everything else we could talk about today is going to be lackluster. You're listening to the Adam and Kyle podcast, where we hope to ignite inspiration through seeking the extraordinary in the ordinary. We will bring you episodes where we will let you in on our decades-long journey as friends and have conversations with guests about their passions, learning through lived experiences, and what challenges and excites them. Also, listen for bonus episodes that revolve around our shared love for music as we take a deep dive into our favorite bands, albums, and what we're spinning. Thanks for hanging out with us. Enjoy the show. said i'm kyle and you're adam that's why i paused you, you hesitated on your name i think you're having a worse morning than i am maybe uh two new album announcements one that i think you'll be excited about because i am one that i think you'll be like oh that's interesting um which one do you want first uh give me the interesting one first the interesting one is halsey is releasing a new album i don't know, Do you who, know that is? who that is no she's like a she's like a pop singer okay um but the reason why i wanted to bring it up is for two reasons this is obviously like a quarantine album and she's she it's called if i can't have love i want power and it's a concept album based off of the struggles that she's been going through during child like during pregnancy okay that's interesting during during child <laughs> during um, bearing child yeah um so i thought that was kind of an interesting concept and she posted a picture the other day that's been that's been gaining a lot of ground because of like obviously it's like the there's been like a real like female empowerment movement in the last couple of years right and she she posted a picture the other day of her like holding her child, but she's completely topless, and it's that's going to be the album cover. Okay. And she's just she she mentioned like in the post she's like this is like all about like female empowerment and how we should respect the the female body and stuff like that. And like Instagram's been a place that has really that a lot of people have felt that doesn't respect that in a sense. Right. So I thought that was interesting. Um, oh, of course she's been kind of getting a lot of pr like praise for it for like, yeah. and stuff like that. And That's awesome. So when, uh, when so is that album being released? August 27th. Okay. Um, so the last thing that's interesting about that album, besides the whole concept and everything is Trent Reznor and Atticus Ross are producing it. Oh, right on. Yeah. That, um, I think it's going to be definitely worth a listen and a note on our, here's what's spinning. Totally. Yeah. I'm going to like, I'm not really a, like a huge fan of her music. I don't really listen to her often, but, um, I'll definitely check that out. I'm curious about it. Yeah, I'm just looking at her Spotify profile right now, and I don't recognize any of the songs. Not that I've played them, and I'm horrible with song names, but uh, yeah, I'm with you. That I'd listen to it just because, like, I love the idea of the concept, and I love the idea of what she's gonna 
doing here. So I'd, I'd listen to it and support it in that way. And then uh, comment on it because I'm totally pretty much open to anything. So definitely we're open to anything here on here's what's spinning as you'll see by the list we have to go over today. <laughs> uh, second album announcement before we move on. Uh, your boy, Mark Tremonti releasing a new solo album. Right on. I love his solo work. Totally. It's awesome. So his album is called Marching in Time, and it's being released on September 24th. Uh, Marching in Time, that's interesting. The singer, Mm -hmm. so so, uh, Mark Tremonti is from Alter Bridge. He's the guitar player, right? Yes. The singer, what's the singer's name again? Miles Kennedy? Yeah, and he's released that album, The Ides of March. Hmm connection maybe maybe not maybe just coincidence but something i noticed (laughs) regardless (laughs) yeah so that'll be interesting he didn't release a single when he announced his album so that's interesting maybe there's one out now but i think i'm pretty excited about that i yeah like you said i i really liked all of his solo work yeah so uh his last album had had maybe the worst album cover of all time that's okay yeah so let me ask you uh last time we got on here's what's spinning we were talking a bit about so like iron maiden's doing this viral marketing thing right now uh trivium has also been doing a little bit of viral marketing uh (laughs) yes yeah in fact with their book and the water and the waves and the symbol um but they did release in, into the court of the dragon what the heck what the heck's it called is that right into the court yeah. of the dragon in yeah in the court in the court of the dragon that's right um yeah which i thought was interesting and we're going to talk about it a bit today but do you think that anything else what's your gut feeling is anything else coming out of all of that or was it just the single that they were teasing um judging from Again, I don't like getting ahead of myself because I, I, what I think would be super cool, but will it actually happen? Who knows? Judging from the production that went into the music video, mm-hmm. there's rumors swirling that they're making not like a movie, like a, like a let's release this in theaters, like Hollywood movie, right? But there's rumors that it's that it that it's going to be a full concept album with a movie to go along with it. That's pretty interesting. Okay. Cause the fe- the feeling I got from it is that it was kind of a nice, uh, some little bit of viral marketing and like, I don't track it as closely as you, like I haven't gone online and, and listened to the, the Twitterings of the Twitter sphere, <laughs> <laughs> but, uh, uh, just based on watching the video and listening to the song and like knowing what you told me about the viral marketing and kind of, uh, seeing that shared on Facebook and whatnot, but, uh, it kind of seemed like a one and done to me. Like, I, I don't get the feeling Mm. that anything's missing from it, but that's just my, that could be it because, because like the full, like move, like the, the music video and song, like it, it, the, the concept within the song and if you watch the video like the video kind of like at the end like wraps itself up too yeah but also kind of leaves for potentially more at the same time also fair yeah okay well yeah it could it could easily be either yeah all righty well i guess um well yeah, so so we actually uh, do have that on our list today of what we wanted each other to listen to, but um, may as well just jump into that because we're on this note. Uh, yeah. I, I'm really curious what you have to say also, but I, I loved the song. Um, it reminded me a lot mm-hmm. of Ascendancy. Like the album. Yeah. It, it felt... It felt, uh, it felt like old school mm-hmm. trivium. Like I, I got some ascendancy in there. I got some crusade in there, like, especially the tones of the guitars. Totally. 
and I got some like Shogun vibes. Yeah, a little bit for sure. It makes sense with the uh, the symbol on the book from the teaser videos. Yeah, that's what makes me think like maybe there's more. There's more maybe coming. There's more. <laughs> uh, I just want there to be more. I mean, <laughs> that's fair. So I, I didn't dig that much into the lyrics yet. Um, I know I want to, cause I watched the video just once, but I've listened to the song a few times, mm-hmm. but, um, after watching the video, I feel like I want to know more about the lyrics and more about the concept. So I wanted to dig in a little bit more to that, but what, what did you get? Cause I got, I got confused by the video mostly, but I feel like if I watch it a few times, I'll get the hints and the foreshadowing and stuff in the video. <laughs> um, I mean, I mean, that's kind of what I was saying before is like the, like the, the video, kind of wraps the story in a sense but there could you could also write a lot more okay from what i've read the the video was based off of some of the people that that they credited after the video that produced like produced it um it sounds like they wrote the story oh okay um i don't know if the i don't know who actually wrote the like lyrics like if if the trivium guys probably matt like uh rearranged the story to like song lyric form but but it sounds like the story was based off of a painting that one of the people that's involved in the music video painted and there's there's a story that goes along with that painting and that's what the song's about so is this maybe like a collab, like on along the lines of this new album that Trivium's releasing? Like, is it possible that there's like Trivium fans out there that created this painting, created the story, and approached Trivium and said, "Hey, do you want to do a collab on this and create a concept album?" I mean, potentially. That's pretty interesting. I mean, the, the only thing that makes me think it, it could be part of a, of an album is the fact that again, like the the like the quality of production that went into that video Mm -hmm. feels like there has to be more like they clearly spent a pretty penny on that music video. And like, it was it all just for nine minutes of music video to release one song or is it part of something? Well, that that's kind of, no, I I definitely get that because you're, you're right. That music video would have been very expensive, but with you saying that uh, the people contributing kind of wrote the story and maybe they had the skills to do that already. And so maybe it was inexpensive to do it. Mm -hmm. And just like a collab kind of one-off show what this painting is cool. Make a song about it. (laughs) (laughs) Well, I I don't know. Yeah. It it could very well be that. So I mean, we'll keep an eye on what they, announce as as far as the actual song goes um yeah i mean i also loved it i i feel that i feel like since alex bent the drummer joined the band i feel like they've they've just kept getting better i agree totally um they like after shogun their original drummer left and the albums in between like Shogun and um, the sin in the sentence, the first one with, with Alex, they're all like, like they're like, they're pretty good. I'm, I'm a big fan of like in waves. I think that's a very uh, underrated album of theirs. Yeah. But like in waves and, and vengeance falls had like a, a different drummer um, or like they're, the drummer they just replaced after Travis then sounds in the slow snow had a different drummer than he left. And then, and then Alex came on. Um, they've pardoned the pun, but they've hit like a new wave. <laughs> they've hit a new stride <laughs> since, since Alex came in. And, and I mean, I will always Shogun will always have a special place in my heart, but I think, I like the sin in the sentence, especially this could be another conversation for another day is maybe their second best album they've ever done. Like better than ascendancy. It's phenomenal. And I I'd actually say that it sits higher in my list than ascendancy. Like it, it to me is the number one album, the sin of the sentence. 
their number one album. Yeah. Oh, wow. So, so but like, yeah. I, I agree with you totally that they've kind of hit, hit their stride and like you saying that, um, they just keep getting better with the, with Alex. I would go so far as to say also that Matt Heafy, like he just constantly gets better. Like every single album, I'm more yeah. impressed with him. Totally. Like his, yeah, the songwriting has been getting better. His vocals have been getting better. The guitar is getting better. Um, like everything's getting better. Like it's almost like they've reached their peak, like eight albums in or not reached their peak or like hitting their peak mm-hmm. eight albums in, which is very which rare. Is unheard of. I think. Yeah. Like you and I talked about like, normally it's like the second, third album. That's the best. And like, maybe yeah. you hold that stride until the eighth, but then you usually start to fall off or at least plateau, but they just keep on going up. They just keep on going up. You could make, you could make an argument that dream theater is also hitting their peak right now. That's also fair, but also rare. Yeah. <laughs> Totally. But anyway, um, the only, the only little issue I had with the song is, okay. Alex's drums are like, his drumming is freaking phenomenal. The, the little, like the blast beats in behind that, like clean, I, I know chorus <laughs> yeah. vocals is just like insane. The only thing I had an issue with is I, the drums I feel could have been mixed a little better. I'd agree with that, but the only argument I'll put to that is that maybe it is a throwback to like the ascendancy days. Cause it was mixed very similarly to that. Right. But I agree with you. I prefer the mixing of the drums that they've had on like what the dead man say and uh, the sin of the sentence. Yeah. But so I, I agree with you it's on purpose, but maybe it's on purpose. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Yeah. But uh, we'll keep an eye. We'll keep an eye on the, on what Trivium's doing. There could be more. This could be it. Who knows? Well, we will see. Kills. Not really. Their early work was a little bit too seen for me, but when the Silver Scream came out, I think they really came into their own. Okay, um, so let's fire. Let's fire through the rest, the, 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 the rest of this list. Yeah. Do you want me to? I'll I'll start with the ones you gave me. Sure. Uh, so I'll talk about Deaf Heaven next. Um, the song, the gnashing, the ganash, the ganashing, ganashing. Um, <laughs> Uh, I don't have much to say about this song, not because it wasn't great. I I really liked the song. I'm really digging the the new direction this band is taking. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm totally fine if they have very minimal screaming on this album because I just I I like how this album sounds. Like mm-hmm. it's it's deaf heavy, but it kind of sounds like '70s prog rock at the same time. Yeah, totally. Um, I keep thinking of like Blue Oyster Cult. It's it's kind of how they sound a little bit, or like has definitely been an influence. Um, but yeah, the album only has like eight songs, and this is the second single. And I'm done. I'm done with the singles. I just want I want the album. Yep. I don't want to hear any more singles. I'm ready to hear the whole thing. Yep, for sure. The other thing I I'm death, super pumped about this. Absolutely. The other thing I liked about it is um, the drums. They sound like they're naturally mic'd, which is pretty rare nowadays. Like most drums are triggered nowadays, but like I was getting hints of just natural acoustic drum sound, which mm-hmm. is cool for a metal band. Totally. Yeah. I, I'm all, I'm all about it. Super excited for this. Uh, the next one you told, told me to talk about just a sharp left turn here, uh, big, big red machine with their song Ren- renegade featuring Taylor Swift. Yeah. Yeah. Um, what I found interesting, the fact that, th- that they said featuring Taylor Swift, but it felt like she basically sang the entire song. It did. They were doing um, harmonies behind her. Yeah, totally. Yeah. Which I mean, if you're going to get someone like that to be on your song, you may as well let them sing the whole time totally um i mean i don't know anything about this band never heard one of their songs before so it kind of just sounded like a taylor swift song 
<laughs> yeah. To be yeah. honest. And it kind of fit with like her last two releases that are, have kind of been more like kind of stripped down a little bit. Um, cause like, I'm really not like her old, like her older stuff. I'm not like a Taylor Swift fan, but I, I have like legitimately enjoyed these last two releases she's done. Cause it's like kind of straight up acoustic. Yep. Yeah. And she's, she's a, a phenomenal singer. Yeah. <laughs> phenomenal. Yeah. Yeah. Killer voice and like a just an insane songwriter, to be honest. So, yeah. But yeah. I mean, I, I like, I liked the song, but it was just like one of those, like, it just, it felt like a, like one of her songs rather than another band with a feature. But I liked it. Did you listen to the rest or like a few other songs from Big Red Machine? I listened to their other one that's big on Spotify. So, cause I, um, I, I did, cause I was curious at what I had the same feeling. Like it sounded like a, a Taylor Swift song. So I was curious what big red machine, mm-hmm. what part was theirs. And so I listened to a few of their songs. I listened to the ones from that, like a couple ones from their like latest album, the like, what is it? The self-titled it looks like it's self-titled. Yeah. Yeah. So I listened to like, I won't run from it and like deep green. Yeah. Right. Uh, so the, my thought was, is that like, they definitely let Taylor Swift contribute a lot to this song renegade. Mm-hmm. Um, but I think that like the, well, the, the harmonies behind her are them obviously big red machine and those acoustic riffs, the kind of like little, little solos in the background. I think that's all them too, which I thought was, yeah. It does add a nice flourish, I thought, which was cool. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And like, yeah, they're like the ones from that album. Like, they're they're pretty good songs. Like, I would I put them into my playlist, so I, I would check them out further. Totally. Just got to be in the right mood for that stuff. Usually, for me, the mood is working. I like <laughs> listening to like the exactly. easy listening. Yeah. Um, and speaking of being in the right mood for stuff. Um, the other one you gave me, I freaking loved this song like Did way you? more than I thought I would. <laughs> um, so that yeah. was the that was the new single from Ice Nine Kills, "Hip to Be Scared." Yeah. So they, um, I don't know how much you listened to them in the past. I have but a they, fair like, bit. Reference a bunch of like, oh really? Okay, yeah. Because I really don't know anything else from them. Okay, but I do now because I listened to like two of their albums beginning to end right um they're kind of like a heavier panic at the disco yeah exactly (laughs) it reminds me a lot of um like event sevenfold when they did a little piece of heaven it's like that but all the time (laughs) (laughs) yeah totally um so yeah they like they write their songs or most like at least in their last two albums they're like based off of horror movies yeah um, and one of them's like based off of like a bunch of horror books, which I think is cool. Um, so this one was, and I kind of caught it right away without knowing what they were singing about, but this one's all about the movie American Psycho. Oh, nice. Good catch. Um, have you seen American Psycho? I haven't. No. Okay. So it, it would actually be very, first of all, great movie. It's wild ride, but it's actually really good. It's with a Christian Bale. And if you've seen this movie, there's a bunch of little odes to that movie in the song and in the music video. So like the little, um, the little, like, uh, you know, that like little kind of like eighties style, <laughs> like little breakdown in the middle of the song, like the interlude. Yeah. That's because that's because in the movie, Christian Bale's character is like really into like Huey Lewis in the news and really into 80s music. Okay. And he like nice. plays it. He plays it for like his victims before he kills them. Oh, okay. Um and then that little part of them like talking about their own band. Yeah. Is kind of an ode to what his the character in the movie does. So he like he takes oh, these like cool. albums and he is he's like really He's like really into the albums and is like 
talking about like the whole history behind the albums. So I thought that was really cool. And then the album featuring the Jacoby Shaddix guy from Papa Roach. Yeah. If you notice, did you watch the video by the way? Uh, in the background, I didn't watch it and pay attention to it that well. Um, in the video right before, right before that, like, so it's right after the eighties kind of breakdown thing. And right before that, like really heavy breakdown near the end of the song. Yeah. The, in the video, the Jacoby Shaddix guy. So he's from Papa Roach. Okay. And he's, and he's sitting, he's sitting on the couch and they're reenacting the scene where Christian Bale kills this guy with an ax. And so the Papa Roach lead singer's sitting on the couch and right before the guy goes to kill him, he says, cut my life into pieces. Does he? (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. Which is hilarious. And of course, an ode to the last resort. Yeah. Uh, So that made me laugh. That's really funny. Um, All that to say, I really liked the song. The chorus is super catchy, like a really great hook in the chorus. Yeah. Yeah. And the dude's got a killer voice. He does. I like that. Yeah, no, for sure. Yeah, I had a friend introduce me to Ice Nine Kills uh, a while back, a long time ago, and I've always liked them because they're kind of like theatrical metal, but um, mm-hmm. they come at it with a good sense of humor. Like, there's really nothing off the table. Like, like in this song, them kind of talking about their own band and saying how nobody could like them and that sort of stuff. Like, I thought that was they come at it very with with humor too. Like, it seems like they're having fun with what they're doing. Totally. Um. I'd love to see them live. Totally. Yeah. They'd put on That'd a good really show. Cool. I feel like imagine them with avatar. Oh, that would be an adventure. I feel like I need to wear a nice suit and go to like, <laughs> go yeah. to the, go to the tube to watch them. Totally. But I would, uh, yeah, I, like I said, I, I list, I started listening to their last, just their recent, most recent two. Cause okay. the, the song that this album or this single is off of a new album coming out and it's the sequel to their last album. The silver screen. Yeah. So this one I think is called the silver screen Two. Gotcha. That's cool. Yeah. I was introduced to them. I listened to the predator and the predator becomes the prey. Those are the two albums that I was shown first. So I was back in like 2014. Do they sound similar yes a little bit more like a more more sceney more more like um they're still just (laughs) as heavy but they're more like um like panic at the disco or like my chemical romance yeah like more Uh, okay still heavy but more emo-y right i guess yeah hemo Kyle podcast is sponsored by Phoenix Song Productions. Phoenix Song Productions is an AV system provider and integrator specializing in live sound production and recording. Phoenix Song Productions also offers technical consultations, permanent installations, and rentals. Phoenix Song's newest offerings include live streaming consultations, on-site audio and video recording, as well as technical and creative education. Check our website at www.phoenixsongproductions.com for the next education or entertainment event. Follow us on social media. Check the show notes below for links to our website and all of our social pages. My turn, I think, right? Yeah, I gave you a bunch. You did. You did. Um, I had a really good time listening to them. The Born of Osiris Angel or Alien album. Mm -hmm. Dude, this is such a good album. Like, I... Mm-hmm. I've never really liked Born of Osiris, but this album grabbed me. And like, I liked the use of orchestra and I liked the sections of songs that kind of like give you a break from the screaming. And they kind of did some cool little flourishes in a bunch of their songs. Mm-hmm. I really enjoyed it. So that was a, a really good suggestion. And the little uh, saxophone. That's right. Stuff they had in there. Yeah. Um, yeah. I liked it. I felt, I felt it was a little long. That was my only complaint. Okay. That's fair. I was kind of, I was, I was listening to it while I was, while I was at the gym. And when I like finished up, I was like, is this album still going? (laughs) (laughs) And, um, but then like the last two songs really like caught my ear and and grabbed me again. Right. It's like uh, architects all over again. 
yeah like I, what i wrote down is i was like this would be it's i think the i think it's like 14 songs and yeah. i was like this would be an incredible 10 song album <laughs> <laughs> yeah absolutely but again there's probably a purpose for all this yeah i i would assume so like nothing's unintentional mm-hmm. also i've figured we need a way to rate albums okay and i came up with one and i can tell you about it now or later yeah tell me about it we'll implement it the next time around you want it you want it now sure okay so basically it's just a it's just a my wife's probably gonna laugh at me when i start talking about this are we gonna rate it rate it by ears write it by ears (laughs) how many ears is this album how many ears? Yeah. Uh, no, it's just like broken up into sections and out of five. So it's kind of like a, like how they rate stuff on like Iron Chef. <laughs> like, <laughs> okay. Like okay. Plating taste originality. <laughs> yeah, she's laughing at me. <laughs> How's this album taste your ear mouth? I'm such a, <laughs> I'm such a nerd. <laughs> um, so basically, I did like I did like vocals, like encompassing everything out of five. Sure. Guitars, including like bass and stuff out of yeah. five drums and percussion out of five concept and lyrics out of five and then mix and production out of five. Okay. So cool. for a total of out of 25. Beautiful. I love it. Is there anything that I'm missing that you'd like to include? No. The, the only thing I could suggest is we could split up bass and guitars, but I think that the rating can reflect that and we can comment on the rating. Yeah. And that's just cause I'm a, a selfish bass player that wants bass to be heard more. <laughs> Fair enough. Yeah. But I think that, uh, that that's, that's, I think it's a good rating. I like the 25 number. I don't want to go to the 30 number. So yeah, 30 is weird. So yeah. all, all that to say with all of those, with those five categories, and the five ratings, the um, the Angel or Alien album, I gave 17 out of 25. Oh, there you go. That is very reasonable, very respectable. So, so I gave I gave three and a half for vocals. Yeah, three and a half for for guitars and bass. Okay, uh, four for drums. Yeah. Um four for mix and production and then three for concept and lyrics but that's mainly because i didn't dive into them too too much yeah fair enough yeah i would say that um i also didn't dive into the the lyrics and concept but i would give the the production a four and a half i would go a little higher than you Mm, uh okay Okay. not not quite a five because i have heard ones that i've preferred more but uh, I think it deserved like basically almost a five. Okay. Yeah. But besides that, I'm right. I I agree with everything you said there. Cool. So that's going to be our new album rating system. So when we talk about an album, I'm going to apply that to my entire end of the year list album, by the way. Oh, nice. Somehow. Excel, man. Excel spreadsheets. Yeah, there you go. Yeah. All right. Okay. Uh, yeah, make them <laughs> suffer. Uh, release a single called oh. "Contraband" with Courtney Laplante. My girl. My, my wife, hopefully. <laughs> uh-huh. Uh That's not going to happen. Uh, in true Courtney fashion, uh, the song is just wicked. And I think I'm kind of starting to pick up on a little bit of a signature from her for her melodies. Uh, like most mm. melodies kind of descend, like they go da da da. But she's kind of mm-hmm. got this thing where she likes to ascend her melody. She goes da 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 and then resolves it on a weird minor. Like it's kind of an interesting signature that's pretty, I won't say huh. unique. I'm sure it's been done before, but it's starting to really pop out a lot to me. Right. Okay. Um, and then the make them suffer sound and screamer, I thought really complimented Courtney's, uh, feature in the, in the choruses. Cause I don't think it was her screaming. I didn't recognize the scream as much. Yeah. I think she just does that one like verse. That's right. Yeah. 
and a little bit after. Yeah. Um, Make Them Suffer is like has been one of my favorite kind of bands in that scene for like their last two albums. Um, ever since they recruited, so the the girl, the other girl singing like the main chorus in that song, her name is Book of Nile. Okay. And ever since they recruited her, starting with their album, I think in 2017, I've really, really liked them and latched onto them. So, so um, did I, did I make only, it? Sorry to interrupt, but did I, did I make a crucial mistake? I thought it was Courtney singing the choruses. The like the contraband choruses? Yeah. No. Oh, it's their it's their main female singer. Some husband I am don't even recognize her voice. <laughs> <laughs> no, Cor- Courtney does the the Courtney only screams in this song, and just in that second verse. Okay, then I think that the credit for that ascending melody needs to go to make them suffer and not to Courtney. Oh, yeah. Okay, okay, okay. Because I, yeah, I was. It was something I noticed in the choruses, and so I, yeah, my bad. Whoops. Mm, yeah, that's that's all. That's all that girl Booka. Okay. Okay. And she's awesome. And yeah that's maybe that's part of the reason why I've liked the band so much since she joined. Yeah. I'm going to have to dig into them a little bit more because I really enjoyed it. And for the same reason that I like uh, Courtney's vocals. So I'll have to listen to make them suffer a little more. Totally. Yeah, you should. They're old stuff. I, I don't like, it's very like very death metal and very heavy and it's just kind of whatever. Yeah. But their album worlds apart in 2017 and their album that came out last year had a survivor funeral are top notch. They're both very, very good. Cool. I will. Uh, the only thing I have to say, last thing I have to say about this song, the only comment I wrote about this was I wrote best metal single of the year question mark. Oh, that's bold. I think it's that good. Okay. Uh, I guess we'll move on then. <laughs> uh, uh, yes. War of Ages. They released a single called uh-huh. No Altars. I've never mm-hmm. heard of War of Ages before, um, but I really liked the singer's voice. I liked the guitar and the verses, and I liked the drummers were like kind of standard. The guitar solo was like, okay. But I think like mm-hmm. as a whole mm-hmm. song, it was a great song, but no one really like shines in it. But I thought like as a band, they did a really good song together. Yeah. And that's what this band does. Okay. Spencer actually introduced me to this band a while ago. Oh, nice. They're like part of that, like Christian metal scene. Oh, is that right? Um, okay. Yeah. I mean, I mean, yeah, exactly what you just said. Good yeah. Song, like, like a basic kind of format, but. Yep, but a good song. It's kind of oh, like um, oh, I, I know you don't like Volbeat, but I find Volbeat's like that. Like they put together really good songs, but none of them really shine. But I know you don't like them, so you probably disagree. It's one of the worst bands on the entire planet. <laughs> I call them the drunken, the drunk Irish Metallica. <laughs> uh, uh, I, I like them, but I like them, like I say, for the same reason. Like none of them really shine. They just put together good songs. I think. Fair enough. Yeah. Like I think um, the devil's the bleeding crown. About... Oh, go ahead. Are you still talking about Volbeat? Yeah, but I know you don't want to. So <laughs> let's move on. Vol- what were you going to say about Volbeat my ears? <laughs> um, I was just saying, um, I, th- I think basically every single one of War of Ages albums, they're produced by Adam Dukowitz of Kill Switch Cage. So there you go. Right on. That's awesome. They're, if I was just looking at a picture of them and um, their lead singer looks like he's should be playing in Kill Switch Engage. So. <laughs> okay. Uh, now, my turn for a hard left turn. We have Ed Sheeran, <laughs> Bad Habits. <laughs> mm-hmm. Uh so funny thing, actually, so I was, I was out camping this weekend and radio with some friends and this song came up this weekend and, uh, okay. I, the, 
the consensus was, and I, I agree. And this is my first feeling about it as well, but I hate to love this song. Like it's <laughs> so catchy, but it's so annoying. Like it's, it reminds me of Eiffel 65 is what the vibe I was getting. Yeah. But honestly, like I find myself just continuing to play it. And I'm like, I don't know why I love this song. Like, I just hate that. I love it. Yep. Uh, so that's kind of how I feel about most of his songs. If yeah. you talk about a hit factory, this guy just left, right, and center mm-hmm. puts out the catchiest songs. Like maybe ever. Well, he has the most stream song ever on Spotify. Does he? With uh, shape of shape of you, yeah. Mm-hmm. Cool. Good for him. Exactly. Um. I mean, what more do you have to say? Super catchy. Um, that for those that are listening, the most that shape of you has two point eight billion streams. <laughs> that is an insane number. Just, <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Going back to our our conversation we had about how if there's like a way to account for like album sales with streams. Mm-hmm. I wonder if that would be the highest selling single of all time with that number. Yeah. I'm sure it would be. Cause like, as or we move into the streaming there. age, I'm sure that, that those numbers become more accurate to correlate to like album sales. Yeah. And that's just on Spotify. Think about that. That's not including every other platform youtube apple music like fair enough that thing's been played so many so many times even like a a pretty safe like i don't know what the 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 break is between youtube streaming and apple streaming and spotify but let's assume that apple and spotify account for 80 percent of the market and youtube's 20 percent of the market and let's say that Mm -hmm. let's estimate that this is yeah 2.8 billion views between apple and spotify that would be 5.6 billion views. And if we add another 1.4 to account for the smaller YouTube, that would be 7 billion streams that this song has had. 7 billion streams. Yeah. I'm doing something so ridiculous and unnecessary right now. But just give me a <laughs> second. Okay. That would mean... I was thinking if you played if you played that song that many times. So if you played that song seven billion times, how yeah. many days it would go on for? I I thought you were, and I really hope I'm curious about this. And it would go on for one hundred and sixteen million six hundred and sixty thousand days straight. <laughs> So well, that was a fun exercise. Yeah. Okay. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, This is turning out to be a ridiculous episode. I love it. Yep. Uh, Okay. Let's keep her going. (laughs) Yeah. We're Uh, almost done. I promise everyone listening. Yeah. You don't have to sit with us for too much longer. Uh, I listened to times of grace rescue, which I'd actually listened to before is on my list. Cause I listened, you'd given me times of grace to listen to for our previous years of spinning. And by the time I listened yeah. to it, rescue had been released. Um, yeah. but I think it was like a great addition to those singles. And like, I like the deep background screaming, like the song actually reminds me a lot of like old, mm-hmm. all that remains. Uh, okay. Yep. Yeah. Adam Dukowitz also produces their music. Adam Dukowitz. Um, I agree. I, like the song is good. I didn't like it as much as the other two singles. No, but I still liked it. And I'm gonna just keep harping on this until it changes. I'm done. I'm done with the singles now. Just give me the album. That's three now. <laughs> <laughs> any any more than any more than two, really. And I'm yeah. just like, that's enough.
you're giving me like over a sixth of the album in singles, like it's just, it's like, it's like eating a bowl of macaroni and only allowing me to eat one piece of macaroni at a time. <laughs> right. Exactly. <laughs> eat the whole bowl of macaroni. Exactly. Man, we made some good mac and cheese back in the day. Back in the day we did. I still make some good mac and cheese if I say so myself. Oh, so good. They have a buffalo. Did you see all the fun flavors of craft dinner that are coming out? Yeah. And every one of them is like twice the price of the original, which is hilarious. But yeah, but and like one of them's cotton candy, which I think is just blasphemous. Yeah, it's gross. I didn't but see they that. have one out that's like buffalo ranch flavored. And I'm, I was like, I'm all about that. Yeah, fair enough. I think my favorite way to we're going on a tangent here, but that's okay. My favorite way to eat craft dinner is I uh I just make, you know, standard old original craft dinner. Um, and I've actually switched from like dairy milk to almond milk, but I like a little bit of almond milk in there and some mm. butter. And uh, I put ketchup in it and I put roasted garlic and pepper spice. And I put a little bit of extra cheese, like a little bit of extra cheddar cheese and mix that all up. And it is delicious. And if I'm feeling really adventurous, I'll cut up or if I have some, I cut up ham and I fry up the ham and I put the ham in there. You're such a bachelor. <laughs> That's a bachelor meal. That's bachelor meal 101. This craft dinner with cut up meat. I needed some protein, so I cut up some meat into my craft dinner. Here on you the see? Adam Kyle podcast, we're all about craft dinner and Oreos. <laughs> okay. Uh let's see. So <laughs> I'll see lots of ramen in true bachelor fashion. But in non-bachelor oh, fashion, yeah. I've got a vegetable garden and I'm really excited to get my fresh vegetables this uh pretty soon here probably within the week i'll yeah, be able to pull up my radishes i can't wait to eat some in august yeah buddy uh of of sulfur <laughs> <laughs> yeah whatever that means yeah uh they released a single called oblivion and i think that of sulfur is a new band because there's only like two other singles available on spotify so i'd listen to those yeah. as well um, this single though features Tim Lambesis, Lambesis of As I Lay Dying, um, mm -hmm. which for those who are in the scene know that he was arrested about 10 years back, um, but he's since been released and, and is apparently now back on the scene doing stuff. I think that he did a, a reunion tour with As I Lay Dying. They, um, they did a full album. Oh, did they? But they've broken up yeah. since I think, right? Like they're not together anymore. No, they are. They got back together and did an album. But after that album, they didn't break up. They're they're still together after that album. Is that okay? I don't think they did. Oh, okay. My mistake then. I uh might be thinking of someone else. Either way, uh this of sulfur song Oblivion. Um mm -hmm. I liked it and I think that uh Tim added a lot to the of sulfur music. I listened to their other two singles and they're very like guttural screaming and like they've got some melodic vocals, but I honestly didn't like them very much. Like I preferred them with Tim. Yeah. Um, yeah, I liked the song. Um, I don't, I don't, I didn't really have much to say about it. Like I, I listened to it a couple times. I'm, I might go back to it like here and there. Right. But, um yeah i mean it was just it was just like a it was like a pretty good not too memorable song yeah that's right uh, i mainly checked it out because of like the the feature with tim Lombasis. so totally well it's kind of like the the taylor swift and big red machine i only listened to it because taylor swift <laughs> <laughs> right uh Daughtry released a single called Heavy as the Crown. And this yeah, first one in a while. Yeah. The the drums are so heavy in it. Like the drums sound like they were mixed mm -hmm. so fat and heavy, which is awesome. Um, and every the rest of the song is kind of like pop heavy, is what I call it, like kind of like hard rock pop. Mm -hmm. Um, but there hasn't been very much Daughtry I haven't liked. So like I liked this song also. Um and then also, since you gave me this, he's released another cover. Uh, he released Hunger oh. Strike with Lejean Witherspoon from Seven Dust. Oh, and that's the cover of the Temple of the Dog song, right? That's right. Huh. And and this Hunger Strike song is so good. 
It's got great harmony, great harmonies. Their voices work really well together. Like it's definitely worth a listen. I'm adding it to my playlist now. Yeah, it's uh, uh, really awesome. So Heavy as a Crown was also awesome, but I'm way more excited about the uh, the Hunger Strike cover because it's my like a really one of my favorite songs. Okay, cool. Yeah, maybe he'll have a new album. I've I've I'm like you. I've always liked Daughtry. I kind of stopped listening to him for a while. Mm-hmm. But I mean, I do remember watching his season on American Idol and just always liking what he did. And yeah, the dude's got just an insane voice. So yeah, he does. And and I like that he's kind of like kept his like rock and hard rock roots. Like he's he's got kind of like a pretty poppy voice, but he likes to sing over rock music. Totally. Yeah. Uh, the very last one on today's list is I, I, Idola, oh, I, uh, Idola, Counterfeit Shrines is their single. Idola. Yeah, I don't know how. <laughs> I, I say Idola, Idola. Okay, E-I-D-O-L-A. Depends, depends what emphasis you put on the syllable. Yeah, Idola. Idola, uh, Idola. So I've never heard of these guys before, but I did a quick little read and they're associated with dance, Gavin dance. And I, that's all I know is that I don't know how they're associated, but um, I thought the guitar and the screaming sounds a lot like dance, Gavin dance. And so Mm -hmm. I would, so I would guess that that would be the same member. That's uh, a part of both. Um, And I liked Idola way better than dance, Gavin dance because the vocals didn't pierce my eardrums with a thousand tiny knives. (laughs) <laughs> that's exactly what i wrote down is um well, not a thousand tiny knives but i do i is like dance gavin dance but better yeah way better i actually added them to my playlist yeah i really like this song they're they're one album that's on spotify is awesome um and yeah, they have a new, uh, I was meant to write it down. They have a new album coming out. This single that they released was off of a new album coming out called The Architect. Awesome. And I am very excited about it. Yeah, this single just, uh, I, it rips. I love every second of it. Yep, yep, definitely. So we're going to talk about uh, um, Patrick. We had a guest on Patrick Woodcock and uh he, cousin. yeah adam's cousin and professional football player turned business owner um listen mm-hmm. to that episode we learned lots about uh health and about business and about uh football careers and about football terms for myself um <laughs> <laughs> mm-hmm. uh and it was fun and at the end of the episode like we do all of our episodes we asked him what he's been listening to and, and what he worked out to and um he said that uh Nothing in particular, but he really dwells on 90s and early 2000s hip-hop and listens mm-hmm. to hairband classic rock. So we're just going to comment a bit on that. Well, 88, like 80s classic, like hair metal. I mean, Motley Crue is is a great like band to work out to. Totally. Because they're just like super high energy all the time and they just they just get you pumped. Um, they kickstart my heart. They do. Well, yeah. And then they, um, other, <laughs> other after song the, name uh, references. <laughs> and then after the gym, I go to Dr. Feelgood. Yeah. To smoke in the boys room. That's uh, a cover song, but I will let girls. that, we'll let that slide. Girls. <laughs> girls. Smoking girls, in girls. the boys room is a cover. Yeah. Oh, shit. I didn't know that. By another hair band, or I believe the original is the other hair band. Hmm. Let me yeah, uh, like, like quiet, like bands like Quiet Riot, Twisted Sister, those kind of like hair metal bands. Poison, it's all like high energy, good stuff to work out to. Totally. And then the other stuff he said he was really into was like old school '90s hip hop, which, which was yeah, it was fun to go down that road a little bit. It was fun to go down that road, like um, like bands like uh, Grandmaster Flash and Wu Tang Clan and Tupac, um, Tupac, 
uh, Run DMC, Doctor Dre, like, yeah, <laughs> who did like an awesome cover with Aerosmith or of Aerosmith. Yeah, yeah. he used Aerosmith. <laughs> I feel like Steven Tyler was in that song, but maybe I'm wrong. Yeah, he was. I think he was. Yeah, I mean, again, that's like I'm not like if I was into any era of that kind of music. Yeah, like definitely not now because I hate most of that stuff. But yep, the '90s stuff I I don't actually mind a lot. Like some of those those classic hits that like X could have gave it to you. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> They're all like it's, it's all like decent stuff for sure. Um, and I, I wonder if some of that's nostalgia for myself because I didn't like it at the time, but now I do. And I'm like, hmm, is that just because it brings me back to those days? I don't know. Probably, yeah, yeah. So yeah. That was that's what uh, that's what Pat listens to while he works out. Yep, uh, and just for the record, uh, "Smoking in the Boys' Room" was originally recorded by Brownsville Station in 1973, and it reached number three in Canada. Huh. Never heard yep. of Brownsville Station. They had other hits like "Let Me Be Your" or "Let Your Yeah Be Yeah." <laughs> and another one called Kings of the Party. Okay. Not that I know. I, I, I don't know them either. I think they got com- popular with Brownsville Station, but then Motley Crue recorded it in 1985. So like 12 years later and made it way bigger. <laughs> oh yeah, I'm sure. Yeah. I'm curious as to what the song sounds like. So I'm going to listen to that later. I had heard it somewhere before for sure. Like when I heard the Motley Crue version, I was like, Oh, I recognize this song. So I think it was common enough that it's around, like it's on whatever commercials, maybe, or whatever Hmm. played on the radio every once in a while. But, um, I think Motley Crue did a, a a pretty like true to form version of it. They just like produced it totally differently. Right. Yeah. Okay, cool. There you go. Alrighty, so I think that that is it for today. Unless there's anything else, um, I don't think so. We'll uh, we'll keep an eye out on the on Trivium and, and Iron Maiden. Maybe we'll do an emergency pod. But by the time you hear this, I'm sure things will have happened, <laughs> and they were probably awesome. And they were probably <laughs> awesome. Um. So that does it for this um, interesting episode of Here's What's Spinning. This is our 10th Here's What's Spinning, by the way. Right on. Uh, That's why we did a long feature episode, right? Yeah, totally. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. Um, Yeah, so we keep keep adding songs to our Here's What's Spinning playlist that's just growing and growing and becoming more eclectic. So make sure you go and, and check that out on Spotify or on Apple Music. And for the Adam McKyle podcast, you can follow us on Instagram and you can find all of our previous episodes with guests like Patrick or, or here's what's spinning episodes, uh, anywhere you get your podcasts and you can email us at Adam Kyle podcast at gmail.com. Send us comments and thoughts and jokes and bands to check out if we are missing anything. And that about does it for today. Thank you for hanging out with us. Thanks for listening. Thanks for tuning in. Thanks for everything. We'll talk later. It's Kyle here. Thanks again for listening to today's podcast. We hope you enjoyed yourself. Please take a second to follow us on all of our social media. Links to our pages and any other material we talked about today are in the show notes below. 
Check back in next month for some additional conversation, laughs, and new music. And we wanted to give a big thank you to Adam's sister, Amanda Rishog, for designing our podcast cover image. She's a beautifully talented artist that has a tattoo shop here in Calgary called Living Prayer Tattoo. She specializes in fine line work, sacred geometry, and botanicals. Follow her online handle at Living Prayer Tattoo on Facebook and on Instagram, where you can find all of her work and booking information. And lastly, thanks again to Phoenix Song Productions for the continued technical and financial support, which helped make this podcast possible. We'll see you next time. Thank you.